Welcome to Pot of Greed, the world's only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Gamma Corp. I'm Sarah, aka Guess Who's Back, Ura, back again. Okay. Yeah, I'm Max, aka Two Bros, sitting ten feet apart of the Shadow RPG table because they're gay. <laughs> uh, I'm Dan, aka Millennium World Speedrun Bobasa Skip. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am Audrey, aka My Approaching Climax. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I love Bayon- I, I love Bayonetta. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back. We're back at it again at Yu-Gi-Oh. We took a week off to um, recharge our our batteries to to fucking chill to out to deal with I guess. the impending collapse of the world and the tragic loss of two of our hosts to the uh, war. I mean, they're not dead. They'll be Sometimes. back. They'll be back one day. One day <laughs> during recording, they're gonna sand is gonna pour in from the roof, and then Argo and Ellie will return. <laughs> but today is not that day, unfortunately. No, 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 no. How's everyone been in the anime time skip? Uh, I've been doing all right. I've been playing video games. I uh, let's see. Uh... I think that's what every anime character does during the time skip, like Fire Emblem. Uh, he, Dimitri was just playing Gears of War for five years. I got cool scars in the time skip. Okay, what from? And by that I mean my dog scratched me in the chest, and his nails are really long, so I haven't clipped them in a while. So I do have a scar across, like a a, a nice cut across, like my sternum. Damn. I looked at it's just. just... It's... Oh, sorry, Max. No, no, no. I was, I was, I was just gonna. No, no, I don't know. I don't know. You go. <laughs> I looked at just like a lot of apartments. I looked at like twenty-five apartments within a week. Like a lot of Jesus. apartments. That's a lot of apartments. Damn. Li- living in places, huh? Yeah, imagine. Huh. Corporeal <laughs> existence, huh? Yeah, it's a big yikes for me, Try Chief. Gotta deal with it. We also have to deal with just this delightful little game our friend Bakker has cooked mm-hmm. up for us, don't we? Yeah. All? He's having a fun time. A lot. He's a lot. A like, I didn't time. watch the last two episodes. I also didn't listen to the podcast. Um, it was good. So, we talked about how Octodine is like 7,000 years old. It's season, great. So, se- uh, season four was, and the first half of season five are just uh, them constantly having to put, like reschedule uh, the game. Yeah. Uh, peak DC yeah. experience. Oh, yeah. I, was gonna, getting, I was also going to go there. Getting all the players together. Um, Dan, in the dub, what is the name of t- episode 44, I think? Uh, let's see, episode, it's actually episode 40, uh, Village of Vengeance, Oop. part four. Damn. All right, well. What's it, what's it in the sub, Audrey? We're, uh, we're coming through with the High Priest of Darkness, which, like, yeah, he sure is. He sure is, buddy. I, I refuse to call him that. Also, like, A, because Octodine's a cool name, and B, I forgot what he was called oh. three seconds oh, yeah, into the same, episode. Oh, yeah, same, same. I just, just completely I have forgot. no Absolutely no idea how any of this happened. They're still in the same room they were whenever Dark Magician punched the holes in the roof. Anaya Aknadine's fucking fucking Toby from Naruto or whatever. 
His name is Buckeye. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and Toby. There's a really shredded Hassan here, and he's just so Hassan is shredded. <laughs> Hassan is nine feet tall and twelve feet wide. He's the Hayato. Ko- he's the Hayato Kobayashi of ancient Egypt. <laughs> um, he's that one's for Sarah. He's the largest. He's the largest man to ever exist. It's really funny in comparison to everyone else because even like Kaleem, who is like comparatively extremely ripped. Uh, when mm-hmm. looking at everyone else, he just like dwarfs Kaleem. Yeah. No, I'm mad that you I mentioned last week that up my soundboard oh, so I could play the damn boy he thick. Okay, clips. good. That that <laughs> annihilated my soul. Um, you mentioned last week, Audrey, that like once we find out who Hassan is, we're gonna lose it. And like I have been racking my brain trying to figure out like the best possible person <laughs> to be Hassan. And like I don't I don't know. Like if it's a Weevil, I'll probably die live on air. <laughs> People, but the bigger Hassan gets, the more you're going to lose his shit when you find oh, out who he is. Oh, no. <laughs> is like, it because I'm just I'm like I'm, I have I'm, a prediction, but uh, I won't say it. Oh, I want to hear. Say the prediction. I just can't say if you're right or not. I will say up front. I know that we've joked about it before. I will say up front. It is not ancient Egyptian Mokuba. <laughs> oh, of course not. I pretend I do not see it. Yeah. Um, what is your prediction, Dan? Audrey, uh, you can't say yes or no. I will not. Common. Damn, just his dad, yeah. huh? Oh yeah, I guess. I mean, Maybe. It's, the thing is, he's so shredded, and there's never been anyone this shredded in all of Yu-Gi-Oh! before. Yeah, it like... Like, Takahashi finally figured out how to draw, like, a, a Jojo wait, character. Wait, 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 what if, what, what if it's darts? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I know it's not, I know it's not, but darts has been alive for 10,000 years, longer than Egypt, so if it's darts, like, it's, it could, yeah, what if I mean, it's the anime-only character? Good point! Yeah, Good what if point, it's the... <laughs> Trick. Like I actually like watched darts. season four and said, "Oh, I like this guy. Let's get him in here." <laughs> oh, I like God. this weird little freak. Um, so Aknadine is trying to seduce Set to the dark side because he's his daddy and all that. We yeah. love it. Yeah, and like Set is Set is. First of all, the the Star Wars plagiarism in this episode is outrageous. It is blatant. It is, it is outrageous. So like Set is too distracted by the revelation of that like Aknadin is his father to realize that Aknadin mm. has literally, literally turned into Darth Vader. <laughs> literally, I did, I did not catch on to that. Uh, I mean, it it could be what we're watching now has a very weird like sort of fan uh, sub to it. Yeah. Um, but he, he's basically like, join me, and together we will rule the galaxy. And he sounds like that, too, because yeah. his voice is, like, heavily modulated. Exactly. And it's like, yes, I am your father, also. Like, it's like, it's it's an extremely uh, Star Wars true. moment. My favorite That's impossible! Star Wars. Just like Star Wars. Just like Star Wars. And then, who do we see in real life as this is happening? <laughs> and again, guess who's back? It's Kaiba. Sato's back. I, it, <laughs> now, Audrey, I believe, Audrey, I believe this is your favorite scene. This is my okay. This is my favorite anime only scene. Um, this is like the only thing from the anime that I specifically remember from like when I was watching this when I was like eight or I guess maybe ten by the time these episodes oh, were yes. airing. Um, so as we saw, as we saw a couple episodes ago. Um, Kaiba's arrived in Egypt, and the Ishtars greeted him and were like, yeah, all right, get your ass over to Cool Elna, Destiny, whatever. We've done our job. It's fine. Uh, and uh, Kaiba departs, and we don't really see anything um, 
after that, until now, where he has arrived in Kulela and he goes down into the tomb, and it's my favorite moment in the entire series, because on his way down into the tomb, he just passes by Bakura's unconscious body sprawled out on the staircase, <laughs> face down, like, with his face towards the ed- like the bottom of the stairs, <laughs> where he collapsed earlier, um, when his soul left his body, and Kaiba just kind of looks at him and goes, that's Bakura. Okay. And moves on. And it's, yeah, it's so good. It's so funny. Yeah. He's, just, like this, he's just uh, having a little nap there, isn't he? He's like... <laughs> not not going to ruin my day. He's like, he's like, this is a normal position for a person who gave me a cursed ancient Egyptian artifact to be in. Whatever. I don't care. Moving on. And the doggy's I'm like, like huh, guess we'll have to fight again later. <laughs> My favorite thing is that, like, he like looks further down and sees the the, the squad, the, the Yugi Tachi, also lying there unconscious. And then he's like, "Yugi, deadbeat," referring to Joey, but also yeah, it's great. <laughs> in like a concerned way. Uh, yeah, so he cares yeah. about the rest of them. He like sees Bakura. He's like, "All right, whatever." And then he sees Fuck the rest of them. And he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bakura, Bakura, I sleep. Yugi gang. His real dub shit. dialogue is, "Oh great, the Geek Squad." Uh, Kaiba, cop- that's copyrighted Best Buy. You he's can't say that, my friend. Geek Patrol. Uh, but anyways, he's like... Kaiba, Kaiba probably owns Geek Squad in the... That is that's true. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, He might... Yeah. Anyways, like... Like, the one other thing he says is like, uh... Well, they probably didn't come to Egypt to take a nap, so... <laughs> better figure out what this is. <laughs> Fucking brilliant detective skills there, Seto. And here's... Sub, he sort of, like, kneels down and, like... Touches Yugi's unconscious body and is like, oh, something awful happened here. Elliot, is this your man's? <laughs> yeah. Elliot, come get your boy. Come pick him up from Cool Elna. <laughs> is, is, this isn't Cool Elna IRL present day, right, Audrey? This is just like. No, this, yeah, is, this, this is like the is tomb it? of Cool Elna. This is in like the village of Kulana. Damn, okay, yeah. I, didn't, I did not catch that. It's been so long, it feels, since they actually yeah, like, well, got I mean, there We, we could all so go, just... we could all hop in our Kaiba Corp-owned Blue Eyes White Dragon jet, and we could fly there, and we could we could also watch a movie on the projector screen. Hmm. Yeah, which was what happens. Oh, God. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I have notes. I have notes. It just uh, happens, doesn't tell it? Tell us your notes. So, back in the world of um, memories, Seth's like, mm, am I, like, actually a decent person? Evidence would suggest not, but, like, <laughs> like kind of tempted by the dad, you know, and the power thing, as Akhenaten continues to be like, come join me and, like, rule. And, like, the pharaoh's just sitting there like, no, Seth, don't go to the dark side, you're so sexy, haha. <laughs> It's they're like they care about him, but they're not doing a good job showing it. <laughs> Just like fucking, don't do it. I guess I don't know. This room Just, spends the entire on, like episode and a half of this happening. Just kind of being like, set, set, hey, set, set, don't do it, set. <laughs> Set, set, and like he's just, just standing there, useless. completely still for the whole episode. It's really funny. Aknam uh, Kamon or Aknadine rather at some point starts talking about how like oh we were brothers but i was the one actually protecting the country god. like we get a flashback where he's talking to Akne, or, uh, god these names we get a flashback where Akne's talking to Akne Kamon, and he's like we gotta preemptively attack the other country because they see our uh 
cool book and they want to get it and they want to kill our people and eat our food. And Nakhnam Kamon is like, no, that's not... Brother, I would not like to do war crimes, please. I'm I'm pretty sure preemptive strikes are banned in the Geneva Conventions that we have in ancient Egypt. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. No, no, no. As far as, like, dub dialogue goes, I don't think, like, they said that they were after the book. They do say, like... I mean, it's basically the same. Oh, no, that was, that was just like Goof oh, I was making. Okay. They, didn't, they don't actually say that oh. after the book. We just see the book yeah. in the flashback. Yeah, that's about the same. Uh, I mean, if, if I knew a book was there, that cool book, I would want it, but I don't, so I wouldn't go after it. Yeah, like, it's a cool book. Like, it's like kind of the, 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 the ancient Egypt wow. version of the Egyptology book. Hmm. <laughs> it's, call, it's called present, day, it's present <laughs> dayology. Hereology. It's just called, you know, it's just it's, called ology. It's called current studies. <laughs> <laughs> current uh, current event. Aknaden comes at um Aknaden. Aknaden comes at Aknaden to continue the Star Wars uh copyright infringement. It just keeps happening, doesn't it? Real Yoda ass shit. He almost words for word says fear breeds hatred. And I was so like, stupid. all right, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Do you do you Toei animation? I guess or no? Who is it for? Uh, for not season zero, whatever. Oh uh, fuck! I, I looked this up. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but like at the end of it, Aknamkan is like, "Blood magic is bad," and Aknaden's like, "And yet you use the items I created with blood magic without your knowledge. Hmm. I'm very intelligent." <laughs> Curious. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> we live in an empire. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everyone in the like. I was going to say present day, but past present day, like the middle of the flashback memory world is like, what the fuck, dude? Akhenaten goes fucking off on one about like, oh, <laughs> did you know that me and my brother were twins? Ha ha, they- we were born at the same time. And like, this, I'm pretty sure one of you would have had to be born first. Yeah, you don't, you can't <laughs> pop two baby out at once. Does not work like that. Like the double baby Mobius reach around. A d- double barrel shotgun baby blast. Maybe actually, maybe they pop the pussy out of a sarcophagus. <laughs> well, <if it's> a- <sighs> Wait, I meant to say pop yeah. the baby out of a sarcophagus, but yeah. never mind. They pop. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I'm getting, I'm getting a migraine as we speak. I cannot end what, like, oh, my brother got pigs to that, that, that they fuck like, the artists fuck like they're... <laughs> That no! art is fucked because it's, Weevil, they're we- making art on the... I can't even... Weevil and Rex. <laughs> no, it's Otogi. Oh my god, it's Otogi, and then, like, Jinochi's the one making fun yeah. of But instead of no, he's oh, like... Honda. Otogi, Otogi's like, oh, game designers fuck better because we... No! <laughs> no! Yeah. Sarah, if We're you finish this sentence, I will combust. On the tabletop off your body. <laughs> Sarah, my skin is sloughing off my body. Please because do not speak of this further. We, we pay, because we pay attention to stats and know how to... <laughs> I don't know. They turn mattresses into uh, Turning into a skeleton. <laughs> I'm going to jump out a window. Your mattress will be my character sheet. Go. But as it turns out, the reason Aknam Kamon is the king baby and he's better is because he cried louder. This is the plot of the Broly movie of Dragon Ball. I, this on, I was guess. not in the dub at all, and it's fucking incredible. <laughs> Do, is there an explanation? Wait, is the is he talk about like, twins at all? No, not at all. Up? Like the all he, he says, oh my God. like <laughs> he says, like Oxon Common took like yeah. all the credit for for like repelling the invaders, but that like that's it. Th- that's that's hmm. way better, actually. Uh, Fuck yeah. 
Yeah, four kids actually did pretty good on that one. Uh, to be very clear, this is completely off the rails and does not appear at all in the manga. Right. I was like watching. Yeah, we don't even know their like family lineage. I don't imagine. I, I was watching this like, what's going on here? <laughs> exactly. What is going on in here on this day? <laughs> what the hap is fucking? Um, but yeah, he's just he's talking about that. He also just does more. Gen- generic villain rambling about destiny, yeah. and then he mentions a white dragon. Oh yeah, like yeah. I he, he does say like, I, does he say like Seto was like chosen to bl- to wield its power? Uh, yeah, something yeah, like that. Much. Yeah, there's like a whole bit about Seto recalling how Aknatum was always like like the most doting mentor. Like he taught him everything he knew, and yeah, it's occurring to him that's because he was his son. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, God, Adam was always like a father to me. Oh, shit, he was my father. Um, but as soon as... Like, <laughs> sorry, so he's also like, said, if you become Pharaoh, you can rule the world. And Pharaoh's like, homie, if Zork gets resurrected, there won't be no world. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <sighs> um, but as soon as I can add in, like, mentions the white dragon, we smash cut to Kaiba, who's oh. watching on the Millennium Projector. Yeah. Who's like, mm-hmm. did, did someone say blue eyes? He's- yeah, he does He does the, the Kaiba Corp laser uh. eyes emoji we have in Discord in <laughs> so real life. in the dub, his re- response is a deadpan, oh great, I'm hallucinating again. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Dan, we get there in the sub as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we do. This no, man in his fully like, functioning brain. I I will say that in the sub, his like idea of hallucinations is much more introspective. He's like, am I the hallucination? Yeah, that line is really Incredible. fucking funny. Um. Anyway, I think at this. Yeah, yeah, so everyone's, like, Akhenaten's being like, oh, Seth, uh, you could be the, the new Prince of Darkness. You two can come up on stage and bite the head of a bat that someone throws at you. <laughs> um, and Seth's kind of seemingly, like, tempted by this, uh, and the sort of the vibes of him being tempted wake up uh, Kisara. Yeah. yeah. Um, her dragony senses are tingling. Yeah, her dragony senses are tingling, and then Set's dragon senses are tingling because he, like, I don't know, feels her wake up and is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't join the dark side of the force. TM Star Wars, TM, TM, TM. <laughs> um, but thank God that... we have some lighthearted humor to break up oh, all this serious yeah. talk. Am I right? <sighs> yeah, it's, I, I love to see the character of Bobasa. <laughs> Oh. What if you were sad and cried a lot because you were out of food? I don't want to acknowledge this man. He's the annoying. We, we won't have to anime. after this episode. <sighs> he he's he's like whatever, and like they realize like oh we're also really hungry too. We got to find food for this guy. And my notes literally say like what a nice comedic scene after the fucking final battle. Yeah, Honda slash Bakura says the first like good and relatable thing that he's ever said, which is "Let's leave this guy." <laughs> referring to Mabasa. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> so his he has this expression on like every time he looks at Mabasa, yeah. which is the same as what I know Sarah also has this note. Um, yeah. The two of us felt feel like every time we look at Mabasa, and it's just like visceral disgust. I, like he just Dennis Reynolds' voice. I've had. He isn't of this literally dude. making it, but I feel like. Whenever we see Tristan Ort's face, he's like, he's like two degrees away from Joey face, but angry. Yeah. Dark Joey face. Yeah, it, 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 it's Merrick like face. the diametrical, it, diametrically opposed Joey face. 
Yeah, there's like a there's no, like a Mer- girl, Merrick face is like on one corner is Joey face, the other face is Tristan looking at Pobasa face, the other face is Marek face, and I'm sure we'll find the fourth face to fill in that political compass one day. What is the the most happy normal face is like Yugi's pure smile. It's oh. it's Bakura it's Bakura eating steak. <laughs> it's it, Bakura eating steak. I was gonna say Yugi with toast in his mouth. <gasps> oh my god. Oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but anyway, they're like, hey, Bobas is our friend, I guess. I don't agree, but go off. There, we gotta go find him food. And they, like, push him into the garden, like, the courtyard of the palace to eat grapes. Like, one and single bunch like, of grapes. After this man ate an entire warehouse full of food, they're like, okay, we'll just get one more bunch of grapes, and then he'll be fine. This, this in- Bobasa did surgery on a grape. Yeah. This entire sequence is some Super Mario Sunshine type shit. Oh, yes. Like, they, they're like, they ride him like Yoshi. They like roll. They don't actually roll him, but they might as well roll him into like this garden, like friggin' um, Violet Bodegard or whatever from Ugh. Willy Wonka after she turns into a blueberry. Um, <laughs> he does inflate, doesn't he? Why he got inflate like that? Why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you kids that have been to DeviantArt.com, watch this. <laughs> um, feed him a single bunch of grapes, and then he's like, cool, I'm gonna, I'm about to head out, and starts floating. <laughs> it's just, so it's crazy. like, that's a thing he can do now. I fucking hate this. I fucking cannot stand it. And then you, the Yugi Tachi get to ride him all the way to the Pharaoh's sarcophagus. Yeah, Which? they unlocked. They, they beat the raid and got the rare mount drop. In just one half a press, Bobasa gets them to the Valley of the Kings. Yeah, like they okay. straight up, like they figure out what Bobasa is. He's like an NPC who's supposed to like give them a skip, a shortcut. Yeah, like literally, here's, like in text. Yeah. My thing about it, and maybe it's explained better in like the dub, possibly. But like, hey, Bobasa. If you knew where the pharaoh's name was this entire time, why didn't you just fucking tell them? Hmm? Like, why were they at the palace to begin with? What was the point of any of this? I'm so mad. He was just cranky because he was hungry. I don't think Bobasa necessarily... I might have gotten it mixed up, but I feel like they came to that conclusion and then Bobasa took them there. Yeah, that Mm. does kind of make sense because there's like the whole thing that like when Bobasa stops being hungry, like the gang stop being hungry. So I guess he's just Mm -hmm. like a personification of their. I don't fucking. He's their hunger meter. He's a live. He's a. He's a. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a living resource meter. Yeah, but in the in the sub, he they're literally like he's like we need. They're like we need to find the pharaoh's name and. And Bobas is like, oh, well, I know, I know that. And they're like, you know what his name is? But he's like, no, but I know where to find it. Yeah, it's just, and he, he takes them there. And then he's like, my work here is done. And he dies. He <laughs> dissolves into light and is gone forever. And I everyone hope. cheers and claps. Woo! So. Now, Audrey, yeah, this is the point yes. when you get to tell everyone, yes. what's Bobasa do in the manga? So, um, uh, Bobasa. It, again, in the manga, is a real person, so he doesn't dissolve into light. Um, what you don't get to see about Bobasa in the anime is um, his terrible, terrible body. Uh, so Bobasa is a living vault for the Millennium Items. Um, he has. I've he seen an image. Big, yeah, he is as big and round as he is because he has depressions in his entire torso that perfectly fit. Um, all of the items. And now and I have he... depression looking at this. Am I right, fellas? 
<laughs> it's not great to look at. Holy um, shit. <laughs> it looks okay. Yeah. It looks Woo! pretty sick, though. I like it. I think we it looks have cool to as hell. This in the show notes. Yeah, we will not. Sure, we will not look it up. Look, dude, look up Bobasa Yu-Gi-Oh. That's yeah, all you bo- need. Bobasa you Yu-Gi-Oh this. manga. Um, and uh, and also content he... warning for body horror. Yeah, yeah. He, which so he he keeps everything under as, as like an extra bonus level of bad um he keeps all of these things under wraps under his um vest which is locked with three different keys which uh three different locks which he opens with a key that he swallows and regurgitates at will okay cool mm. see so in in, in in the in the anime he's a living a living hunger meter in the manga he's a living bag of holding incredible yeah. There's a very heavy silence from Sarah's end here. I mean, I'm just still, I'm going to click away from the channel and click back. So I don't Yeah, stop, look- stop looking anymore. at it. Um, it's a lot. You know, it's better that, you know, because, like, I realized watching these that the, the reason, like, this, you know, you know, I was like, I realized why I hit Bobasa, and Audrey was like, it's the racism. But I, re- yeah, obviously. But, like, I specifically realized that, like, everything about him in the anime is just like, this isn't a person. And it's just yeah, like... He, yeah, he adds what, nothing. He's completely useless. Yeah, he's like, what if someone was like fat and brown and funny? That's not what a person is. And like, it's just, oh, makes me want to fucking die. So I guess yeah. in the manga, like he's presented as like a human person, an actual character. It's still not great. It's a bit better. Yeah, it's uh, the physical design is not great, but his actual like characterization as I think is actually pretty solid. Okay. Um, okay. Like he is he's taken he's not I mean there is like when they first like meet him and like find out about his hor- his horrific body and everything, they're like freaked out about it. Um as I think you probably would be. Um, yeah. but like yeah. he is taken seriously. He's not like a comedic like a, a comic relief character there's you know a, a little bit about it but he's like again a, a fairly serious character that like comes from this long bloodline of like serious tomb keepers so um the design not great but the actual characterization is is in my opinion pretty well done actually thanks takahashi huh we'll hand it to at you at least he's once. dead now once um after this, after this, we never have to talk you know, about Bobasa again. Yeah, thank Let's God. Go, um, y- Yami's all mad at Bakura in the in the real world on the table because yeah. like in the shadow realm. Yeah, in the shadow realm. Yeah, he's like knows what all the NPCs are doing now, and he's like, I'm gonna add a twist to the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna become the Joker and do Bakura's trick on you. Well, it's because, as he says, the climax is approaching. He sure does say that, doesn't he? Yeah, though? he does. And he's right. And then he is right. Kaiba is coming. And, and yeah, yeah. Kaiba gets slurped into the digital world. Welcome to Seto Kaiba's bogus journey. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Kaiba, you know, gets like blasted into the world or whatever. He like lands in the market of the. Oh town. yeah, it's worth mentioning Bakura... actually that like yeah. Bakura's reasons for doing this is like, oh hey, Pharaoh, remember when you brought your other self into the game so that you could like use his bar? Well, I'm gonna do that with mm-hmm. Kaiba. I legit thought, yeah, like, leading up to this, that he was gonna like bring in the other Bakura, but then I remembered. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, it's like, hey, what's up? Yadanushi's here now. You gonna you gonna kill your friend for a third time? <laughs> Better make it count. 
Rip to Bakura. Rip to Ryu. And he says, yeah. Rip to Ryu. And, and Bakura says, I'm going to borrow your soul, Kaiba, just a little bit, though. Thief King hey. Bakura can use little Akaiba's soul to resurrect himself, just as a treat. Hey, fellas. A little, a little, hey, a fellas, is it gay to steal a man's soul and use it to power up the father of his previous incarnation? Gotta pay the troll toll. Yes. <laughs> yeah! Uh, that's pretty much and then, the and then, Yeah, Thief King Bakura busting in. Here he Surprise, comes. bitch! Guess who's back? Bakura. <laughs> thought you'd seen the last of me. Yeah. Surprise, bitch! I thought bet you thought you'd seen the last of Thief King Bakura. Nope, he's back because and, and everyone's like, weren't you supposed to be dead? And he's like, yeah, but then I stole your boy's uh, juice and now I'm not. I got better. I got better. <laughs> he died, but he's fine. He died, but he's fine. Um, <clears throat> next yeah. episode. Anybody want to talk about some video games? Hell yeah, uh, gaming yeah. games. 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 <laughs> Game. Game. Ah. Got him. So I have, um, I finally finished Talos Principle. It, uh, Yay. it was, um, a really good ending. I got all three endings um, because <laughs> Talos Principle has um, a fun uh, tool in it where you can restore a backup, which mm. is like because it's just like an auto save system. Mm-hmm. You can preso- you can reload any of like the ten or twenty most recent auto saves. So you, I just did like all three endings right after one right after each other. Oh, nice, um, yeah, and so now I've been replaying the original Deus Ex. Oh, yes! Which I haven't touched, which I haven't touched since 2011. Hell, yes! Um, I love this game. It's such a good game. Um, uh, you know, in general, I think that the Deus Ex franchise is kind of slept on. I know it's gotten, like, very good critical reviews lately, like, uh, especially, like, um, Human Revolution, and uh, to a lesser extent, but I still think... Pretty, pretty positive reviews, Mankind Divided. So, like, the most recent games have been um, pretty positively reviewed, but I still feel like they don't yeah. have, they don't have quite the commercial success yeah, yeah. and, um, like, notoriety that I would expect because they're such good games. They're, like, they take, like, everything I love about, like, Metal Gear Solid and everything I love about Hitman and put them together. It's, it's just, like, a really <laughs> solid franchise. And, like, Deus Ex, the original game came out in 2000 yeah and the number of options that like you are still able to have like to have like 20 different ways and uh, not maybe not 20 but like 10 different ways of like completing a level of like getting into a building and like you know you can go through one of three entrances and you can you know hack them you can um take other people out and steal the passwords or you can like brute force your way in with like bombs and like every level it's such a like deep rich like well designed well laid out like strategy stealth game um i it's just so good and it it really does like i haven't played it in like a decade and it's still and that was a decade after it came out and it still lives up it's still a great uh, game oh big saying yeah hella nice damn right? oh yeah what you got? Uh, i've been playing tony hawk's pro skater 1 and 2 a recent yeah. a recent remaster of the, of, well, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Combining them into one game and, and just adding so much to it. Like, let's see, they add, like, all the, all the, like, 
quality of life stuff that got added over the course of the sequels. Like, you can do manuals, reverts, uh, you can... Yeah. Uh, there's all sorts of tricks. Um, one thing I find interesting is, like, so the skater selection is pretty wide. So, like, you've got all the old old skaters from the original games. I do want to note they are their present-day versions. Yeah, it's so funny. They're wearing the outfits that they wore in the original games, but they're old yeah. now. It's great. Yeah, I can... Oh, yeah. I can, Respect to them. Let's see. I, for some reason, I got attached to Alyssa Steamer. Uh, let's see. They also have a bunch of new skaters, which they're like the new skaters are a very diverse selection. Like there's yeah. there's like a bunch of people of color. There's women. There's non there's a non binary skater. Uh, and like I was reading no up. No gender, only skate. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading up on them. Like a lot of these skaters were like people who played the original games as kids and got into skating because of it. Um, All that rules. That's so. I love it. It's great. Uh, there's like, there's all sorts of like new secrets. Um, let's see. There's two. There's there are only two secret skaters so far. Technically three if you count like the special edition DLC. Uh, like. The special one is, like, a skeleton that's, like, a mascot for Powell Peralta Skateboards. And the two huh. secret skaters are an alien and a recurring favorite, Officer Dick, a cop who is... <laughs> in this game, he is played by Jack Black. He looks like Jack Black. He sounds like Jack Black. He's Jack Black Yeah, like, I watched him. a video on, like, Jablinski Games, and it he where he's, like... He's like uh, getting mocapped so he can like be Officer Dick. Uh, oh my it's god! Great. I forgot about Jablinski games. God. Skate or die. Skate or die, it, and he's chosen to skate. Yeah, it's good. So he will never die. I beat like both of he the campaigns, and now I'm just like doing all. I'm just trying to like 100% and find secrets and do like challenges and stuff. Nice. Yeah, I've also, I have nothing to say because I just second everything Dan said because I've also been playing it. I'm not good <laughs> at it, really. I like I try and like 100% each level before moving on to the next. I hope they do a remaster of the third and fourth ones because I like those better because you can like, there's like a campaign and that you can actually hang out in the world in like not two minute in, in, in mm-hmm. intervals. So I'm not like constantly stressed for time. Yeah. It's good though. I like skating. It's fun. What you got, Sarah? Oh, I haven't been playing anything, but I am also on Jablinski Games, and I'm watching uh, Tony Hawk hang out at Jack Black's house. I yeah, it's they're just vibing. Also, Jack Black can like cool. actually seemingly skate. He's Look a very talented go. man. He's very good. Look at him go. Um. Okay, Dan. What's the name of the next episode okay, in English? The... Is it part? Yeah, five? it's uh, Village of Vengeance Part Five. Huh. We're we're <laughs> Oh? It's the final mm-hmm. countdown to the revival of the wicked god. to the revival of the wicked god. Yep. Yeah, the fucking acrostic of a fucking limerick of a title here. And this one starts out. Bakker is telling Ochnadine, he's like, you, you old bastard man, you're a little, you're a little... Listen, Max just kind of cut out. I don't know why. Maybe it'll happen again. Outing eh. exposition about your kid. You're not Darth Vader. I think he just Ach, says Eddie, he's you're not... going to get a suit by Disney. who now owns Star Wars. 
You cannot say this, old man. I don't think he complains about the free will. I think he mostly just says, you're do- you're not doing a good enough job. Stop focusing on your kids. Start focusing on what I want. God, Nadine. Stop Get fo- good. <laughs> it's just, Stop it is extremely funny to watch the self-declared high priest of darkness answering to a 16-year-old sand boy. I know, it's so funny. It's like, oh, uh, okay. <gasps> hey. Yeah, hey. sure. <laughs> it's great. What if he was sand undertale? Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go on. Uh, uh, um, uh, I mean... <laughs> yes, Sarah, keep going. Keep okay. going. Um, so I just think that... Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, haven't played it in a while, but I guess I still got it. It was crisp and You still clean. got it. Anyway, uh, Bakura summons Zork or whatever. No. Kind of. Debound. Oh yeah, he's well. He summons Dearborn, but then he does like a. He's like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna summon Zork," and ends up sinking yeah. the big tablet into the earth. A bunch of other stuff happens as well. My notes are very coherent at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we cut over to Kisara Gump. Run, Kisara! Run! Gas <laughs> uh, <laughs> is like a booster pack. You never know what you're gonna get. Uh, Kisara Gump has to be the episode title. It's so fucking good. It so was, much. It was. It was one of my other considered AKAs. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> Kisara Gump is so good. Oh my god. <laughs> but ugh, fucking yeah, Bakura Sorry. like reminds or Steve King Bakura like reminds everyone about the Blue Eyes White Dragon thread plot to kind of like distract them and get them all talk thinking about that instead of the fact that he's summoning Satan in the background. Yeah, and, it's like, fine. Don't worry about um, him. Yeah, set like has a one. Uh, As like he's been having a one for the last episode. He still that. hasn't moved. He's still and, like, just standing there. Pharaoh, Pharaoh has a moment when like Bakura's revealing it, where he's like, "Okay, Set knows about Blue Eyes White Dragon. Shada apparently knows about Blue Eyes White Dragon. Bakura obviously knows about Blue Eyes White Dragon. Anyone else here like secretly know about the the one monster that maybe could kill a god?" Wanna wanna reveal it now? Yeah, honestly, like it. I just like assumed that the pharaoh had known about the blue eyes white dragon all along. It was only until now I was like, oh yeah, he doesn't know about Kisara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't know about the white girl in Egypt. <laughs> he um, he's what what happens? Yeah, so he he like summons Diabound at this point. Surprise, bitch! Like, I bet you thought you'd see the last of Diabound. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, mm, you can't, that's against the rules. And then he's like, well, um, the seal to the underworld is weakened. So that means Diabound can just hang out in the real world. And you got to deal with it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's more shredded than ever. And you also he's green now, and fine. has wings. And it's more of a snake dick tail. Um, meanwhile, again, Set, Set still hasn't moved. Um, nope. So funny. Oh, yeah, I just remembered what happened ha- next. Yeah, Seth still hasn't moved, and he's like having this—he's <laughs> having this crisis of like do the right things. Like he's yeah. like do the right thing versus daddy issues and ambition. Fight, but before he can come to a decision on that, Sarah, you want to describe what happens next? Hey, this my son. Yeet, yeet. I just like goes up to him, summons a fucking purple portal, picks up Seth, throws him into the portal, jumps after him. And they're gone. It is. It's so comedic. It is like it immediately like shatters the tensions. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Uh, 
so and, good. But yeah, it's like by the time this has happened, uh, Thief King Bakura like has I don't know done whatever he needs to do. The Millennium Item Tablet like sinks into the earth, and then we cut to like the enemies at the table, and Bakura is like, right, so that's I've yeah. ca- that's me. I've called yeah, uh, Satan on the he, phone. Um, it's gonna take him a wee while to get here though. So y'all wanna y'all wanna watch some TV while we wait. We're gonna play a game of hide and seek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything like goes dark and and people I don't know phase out of reality or something. Yeah, yeah. Like like real Bakura activates like an hourglass that locks the um the the, the tablet underground. I guess so that no one can reach it until Zork is ready. Like until Zork is fully heated through. Until yeah, un- until Zork's internal temperature reaches 165 degrees Fahrenheit, or he's nice and, and then he can come out. Yeah, yeah. Now you got that nice crispy glow. Um, Add egg wash. And then we for cut to place. our. <laughs> we cut to our good friend Seto Kaiba. Yeah, speaking of uh, realities, um, <laughs> uh, Kaiba Kaiba's wandering the <laughs> memory world, and uh, Jaden Smith boy voice. How can I be real if my eyes aren't real? <laughs> he he's ha- he's such a normal boy. <laughs> he also he looks like shit, but not but that that's just the animation quality. No, yeah, first, th- this episode is, like, the most off-model episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! we've had all season, I think. Uh, like, and I don't mind whenever shit is off-model, but this just looks bad. Yeah. Uh, What's up, yeah, Dan? Kaiba is, like, trying to grapple with the fact that he can't pretend this isn't real. Uh... Yeah. That's I mean, interesting. Because okay. this is actually in the sub one of the points where he's like, this is definitely not real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like yeah. he's still like, so in hmm. denial. Like but he's he's just so, sometimes he's just yeah, like sorry. freaking out. Uh go ahead. So, I was just gonna say, sometimes I feel like the people translating the show didn't know what the original translation was and just wrote it based on what the characters are, like how they're acting yeah. and expressing without knowing the words. So his, his actual line, which I think is interesting, he's like, all right, something here is a hallucination. Can't figure out what. It's either the world or it's me. Poor Kinellistos. Fully functioning brain Sato Kaiba. I do, I do like to think that this is just... Not just the fact that he's found himself in a strange ancient Egyptian village, but it's just him in general. I think yeah. he's just like this. He's just he's been like this for quite quite a long time, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's you know grappling with his his existence, uh, Kisara like runs up in the alley and finds him, and like she recognizes oh, hey, him, Seth. and he's like, Seth. "Wait, you're not." Ugh. She basically says, "You have the same vibes, bro. Your vibes." <laughs> Like he's not set, but he's set. You've got you know, the same rancid vibes. <laughs> yeah, your vibes are equally terrible. Come on, we gotta go save Come you on. from yourself. The vibes I love so well. <laughs> yeah, she's literally like hopping loser. We're gonna go save you from yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I still, I genuinely this like this moment in the episode made me be like, it was just, it was just nice. I liked to just kind of see her be like, oh, hey, I, I know you, but I don't know you. But, ah, uh, ah. Uh. It's good to see Kaiba have a friend who, like, helps him I like things. to see Kaiba have a friend. That's it. It's good to me. Uh, um, we cut. So meanwhile, yeah, yeah we, we cut. Um, where are we dropping? <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the to the shadow game again. Like, Vigur and Yami, who are just, like, watching this uh, play out on the board. They're just, and like, I shuttle just, hopping, seeing where everyone's yeah, ended up. I'm 
I'm so funny. So, like, funny Bakura get iPad, I guess? Like, I'm so mad. Like, Ryo put in all the effort of making a scale replica of ancient Egypt, and you just went and covered it with a friggin' iPad that is playing everything else. That's so rude. Why would you do that? It's, it's a big Sheikah slate. Um, but yeah, they're they're like seeing where everyone's ended up because they've all been split apart and scattered to random places around the map. Um, then like a bunch of monsters appear. Um, Kalim is having a bit of a bad time here, saluting my buff husband. <laughs> we uh, we we enter. We we are done with the Star Wars infringement. We have moved on to the Mummy Returns two thousand and one infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, because, you know, the, the pharaoh it gets attacked by a swarm of locusts. I was wondering if that was, like, a reference to anything, and it must be The Mummy 2001. Um, it's actually a reference yeah. to Passover. This is the story of the satyr. They're doing... <laughs> this has been a satyr the entire time, actually. <laughs> um, um, Hassan protects pharaoh with, like, his huge... By cridling Yami, like, his big, huge buff swole arms, which, wow, imagine... Um, just everyone is having botherations. Kaleem's fucking dying. And we kind of cut back to Bakura, who's being like, hmm, huh, huh? How'd you like that? How'd you like that? And I just really liked this moment because, like, a single sweat drop rolls down Yami's face. It's very good. Yeah, it's like he's on, he's on the back foot. Uh-oh. Yami, Yami has made the classic mistake of becoming too attached to NPCs. And Bakura has to, like, so remind... Remind Yami that game characters are fake, and Yami's like, and he's and Bakura's like, damn, you have some like some solid strats, pretty nice pieces, game pieces, and Yami's like, how dare you? They're not pawns, they're my friends. And Bakura's like, mm, no, I actually designed this game. I know what a game piece is, and those are game yeah. pieces. In my version of the subs, he says they're my important companions, which yeah. me and yeah. all my D and D characters. <laughs> Yeah. Also, just like it's nice though. Another another quick homoerotic note, fellows. Is it gay to tell your rival he has a nice face while he's in agony? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, even though I don't remember them, they're still my friends. Yada yada yada. Something something. Friendship is the basis yeah. of. Yeah, and the cool show. music starts playing, and it's you know it's Poggers time for me. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saving my Poggers till the very end because I know it's gonna pop mm-hmm. off. I just, whenever the cool music starts playing and Yami is like, maybe I can't remember them, but I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and there's like another montage. Kaleem gives Shada the last of his Hamon so that he can like fight the monsters. And they, you know, the, the whole gang like fight all the monsters off. They're attacking them. And then montage kind of ends with them reuniting. Kaleem tragically dies. And yeah. the no, pharaoh... Kaleem, don't die. You're so sexy. Ha <laughs> uh, uh, You're so shredded. Uh, Kaleem. Uh, actually, no, because Hassan's here to be shredded, so they don't need I know. Yeah, anymore. Kaleem is no longer shredded, comparatively. Um, and yeah, at the end of the montage, the pharaoh just, like, jumps in a horse and yells, I won't let any more of my important companions die, which, like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, he's mad about um, it. That's pretty much it. Then we cut to the Yugitachi, and they're in the tomb yeah. going pharaoh name hunting. They just do the exact same thing that happened in the first episode of the Egypt Arc. Like, they, like, go by all yeah. the It's cool. Traps. I like that. It's, like, the stuff that it took Grandpa, like, a wee bit to figure out. Yugi's just like, yep, I know what's going on here. Fit forward. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I mean, he told, yeah. he told him. Did he specifically tell him? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yugi's like, I know how to do this because Grandpa told me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he was just a smart but he gets boy. To the I end. mean, he is a smart little boy. Yeah. 
He is, he is, but he gets to the end of it. He crosses the bridge, and they find where like the puzzle is, and that's obviously it's not there because the puzzle's elsewhere. And they're like, maybe there's like a some like a secret somewhere even Grandpa hasn't seen. And cue Genochi accidentally opening a secret passage yeah. to the next room. Secret tunnel, <laughs> secret tunnel through the tomb. To the pharaoh. <laughs> Secret, 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 secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Yeah. That's episode. Yeah, that's episode. Um, My favorite thing we... about the end of the episode is that, like, Honda Nort is just being an asshole and, like, no one notices, which basically means that no one ever pays attention to Honda. They should. Yeah, which they should, sucks. because he sucks. <laughs> Um, before we go, um, cut over to questions or everything, uh, one, I, I do want to talk about, um, the manga a little bit here, uh, because it cuts out one of my favorite parts of the manga, which is a super, super sick duel between Yugi and the Spirit of the Ring, um, here. Uh, so... Does that happen later in the anime? No, no, it doesn't. It, it, it would have happened here, um, at, at, at this point. Um, so... Way, way, way earlier, actually, um, before, so at at the point where they originally went to the palace in the anime, they go straight to the tomb because they figure out that that's where the, the Pharaoh's name is and they don't need to like dilly dally around anywhere else for however many episodes to fill up space. (laughs) Um, uh, so they go straight to the tomb, uh, where, and this is again, pretty quickly after, um, like time rewinds Mm -hmm. the first time. Mm -hmm. So... Um, the spirit of the ring, he figured it out somehow as well that like the tomb, the tomb is where he may have actually overheard them talking about it and figured out that like the tomb is where the, um, the Pharaoh's name was. So he goes ahead and they get through all the traps. And at the end of it is the spirit of the ring sitting on the stand where the millennium ring, uh, the, the millennium puzzle uh, box would have been. And he's just sitting it, and he's like looking at them across the traps and he's like, come get me. Let's go. He's mm-hmm. like, get through the, tra- like survive the traps if you can. And then, and then we'll fight. Um, and he's already identified at this point, um, the Pharaoh's name. He has figured it out. And he's like, all I need to do is get rid of these guys and then I can go back to the tablet and um, open it with now that all the items have been collected and I have the name. Um, so they go through and it's just like, and he's like, all right, like, don't forget if you die in the game, you die in real life, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he duels Yugi and it's such a good duel in like typical Bakura fashion. He has like these like, I think, again, Bakura is objectively possibly the, like, best duelist in the show in terms of, like, strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, every time every time he gets defeated, it is because of, like, some extremely lucky break. Yeah. Um, that, that's how card game do. Um, but I think if you just look at his, like, actual strategy, I, I would argue that he, he is the most um, complex thinker in this show and has, like, the actual best gaming strategy of anyone and he you know it's he spends a ton of time and typical fashion he gives up like um a lot of his life points to do like a lot of damage and get his like strategies in place but they really um like almost win and like yugi almost dies but he is again able to pull out this win um at, at the last second and there's this great moment where um the 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 card he uses that he ends up using to um defeat Bakura is Buster Blader. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a moment of Buster Blader literally cutting through the spirit of the ring. Um, nice. And 
and like the spirit of the ring like coughs up blood and then like fades into nothingness uh and it's just so sick it's so sick and it's so nice to see like yugi like especially uh, this this becomes more relevant later later in this arc um so i won't go too much into it but like to see Yugi start to come into his own as an independent duelist away from Yami. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like, and like do it. He did it. He won. Like and he did it all on his own. And it's just, it's such, it's such a good duel. It's such a good moment. The like two panel spread where Bakura, the spirit of the ring dies is like, Oh, it's so, it's so good to look at. I, I really highly recommend um, reading those chapters because they're, uh, they're, they are, I, in my opinion, they are, um, the, the biggest loss from the anime adaptation of this arc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, j- I just, I loved, love to see, like, at the end of, you know, the, the story known as Yu-Gi-Oh! Where, you know, we got Yami introduced and he was a really mean, nasty ghost. And then we had Yugi there, who was just an innocent little boy. And just, like, the whole character journey they have where they like merge into one and then kind of out of one having picked up like traits from each other and like you know I do like to see baby Yugi doing violence now hmm. it's gross he's, he's allowed, allowed to, to it. now and the fairy was allowed to be he's nice because he's, he's met a little boy and has learned how to do it <laughs> it's yeah. his choice Yu-Gi-Oh you're good. good I do not have an orientalism segment because I don't know I've been dealing with life shit and have been distracted for three weeks and I kind of forgot that I was using this podcast as an excuse to make me read a book um, but we have a lot of questions so <laughs> let's get into them yeah don't we ever go to the pin then go out from there ooh there's a pinned one there's a pinned one there is a pinned one I see I was going from dad's post okay so, what are the odds that any of the priests make it out of this, and who's going to be next to sacrifice themselves? Referring to uh, Kalim passing on his hamon. I feel like it's got to be Shada. I think. I mean, Isis is going to be fine. Isis is probably fine. Man is probably fine. Mm, I think Wait, Man, man is going to be a priest. In the manga, it's definitely yeah. Shada. <laughs> Shada, okay, cool. yeah. Shada dies fairly quickly after that, and like Akhenaten's like, and now your priests are down to two. Yeah, it, it's it's because Shada has done the least. He's not he's not like important. He's not like Isis because Isis is clearly very important. Man is like super important, so like it has to be Shada. Yeah, and also Shada like in more than like Shada isn't Shadi. Like he's just. Theoretically, par- parallel it looks like Shadi, but like very much just kind of isn't that really yet. So he kind of has to die and go and become that. Um, I think Grandpa's gonna. Grandpa might be fine. Shimon, like he's just. It's Shimon. Shimon is immortal, and he's the same <laughs> Grandpa that Yugi's Grandpa is in yeah, present yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. He's he's this is known. He's the same. It's like it's like single electron theory. He's in two places at once. Um. um. King Lucy hyphen fair Morganstone Cassidy cosplay in our Discord asks, "Hey, hey, hey, what if, hey, what if there, hey, what if there was a Dankai priest day?" Okay, here's the question I will pose to you all: The seven millennium items are now drug paraphernalia. What uh, are they? Christ, they're all bongs. I mean, bong pipe. <laughs> no, only ships. one bong. Let's okay. Only so one bong. The is a bowl. Okay, all right. Now we're. Get- Thank you, Audrey, for playing in this. Okay, space but what if bong bong bong, bong 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 bong? It's seven bong, mate. The, um, the, the, the the rod is a bong. 
The eye, the eye is a grinder. Okay. There we go. Yes, this is the scales are just scales <laughs> still. Is, yeah. The, are yeah. The, <laughs> like, uh, a vape pen or vape cigarette or Millennium Key is vape pen. Well, no, no, the, the ankh is the bowl. Okay, but the ankh and the key the, are the, the key same. Is, the, the key and the ankh no, are the same. The necklace, Forgot the necklace part is the the necklace part of the actual necklace is a vape pen. There we go. Oh, and the Millennium shit. Puzzle is just like a nice little box that you keep your reading. The Millennium Puzzle is a stash. Right. Yeah. Uh, and what the ring is... What if the scales were what's a the ring? What's the ring? What's the ring? No, the scales are scales because oh, you right. read the drugs what on What if them. the ring was a shisha? And like each of the little five um, things you can like pull it out and just like off it. I feel like... Is that anything? <laughs> is this anything? Is this anything? <laughs> I'm trying to think back to, like, my college days, what I could use the ring for. Yeah, I haven't done a drug in, like, ten years. We've we've gotten everything except for the ring. What if... What if the ring... Oh, the huh. ring is a rolling Damn. plate. Okay! There we go, right. baby! We got it, there! You can get a special plate to roll on? Wow. Yeah, yeah, you get a plate, you get, you get your papers. It's to yeah. make it easier. Huh. It does a nice, like, sort of, like... Subtly engineered lip to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot goes. A lot goes Which in. Which the this ring area. has the triangle. The triangle on the ring is where you put exactly like, the paper, and then it has like the nice lip to help you. Yeah. And if and if you get them all together and you smoke everyone, you go to heaven. There Amen. we go. There we all go. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, Cass also Next asks. Up from... If the gang was on countdown, uh, what eighties power ballads would they sing? Uh, and also, I've... countdown oh. is a is a is a is a uh, Australian music. You sing music. Show. An AMV have... show. I have only one. I mean, it was in the United States as well. Okay. Um, oh, I did not know. Uh, I have only one answer, and it's Total Eclipse of the Heart. I was going to say that, Audrey. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of Countdown as the show where you like spell things and do anagrams, and I just, I just want to see Countdown Shadow Game Countdown, where, where you know, there's Yugi and Yami, and Yami is like, "Give me a consonant, please." Oh, Another like the Game continent. Show episode. Like like Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Or I mean, like the game show episode of season zero with the really yeah. lucky guy. Yeah. What about yo yo yo? Bakura singing "Every Rose Has Its Thorn." I don't know which songs are and aren't power ballads. Uh... For for this purpose, assume that every dramatic song is a power ballad. Which is basically how yeah. it is already in real life. Um. Uh, set singing and I will always love you. <laughs> oh damn! Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't need to do yeah, one yeah, for every single character. We have a lot of questions. We do. Um. Uh, yeah. How would you feel? Yeah. How would you feel if your waifu had a psychic? Uh, who knows what you are doing from Flutter Dark. Is this referring to the fact that Kisara just, like, vibes with set? <laughs> just yes. knows, yeah. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, Find someone who knows your vibes from across, like, the city. That's how you know it's true love. Listen, I feel like the we as podcasters know each other's vibes from across many hundreds of miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why yeah. we're good whenever, at podcasting. Whenever any, whenever any of these freaks thinks of a meaning, I feel it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, we d- we're just that in tune. I guess, yo, I realize, I think only Sarah and I are the only ones who have met every single pot of Greed host together. Uh, 
Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Audrey Audrey. only met two of us. We, we've all met, I, but not Audrey. Yeah. Listen, we will rectify in this like, in 2021. Especially if I get this apartment. In, 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 in 2025. Yeah, let's, let's be real. Be real. <laughs> um, Wishful thinking. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, okay, next up from Jasmine Sidmon. Um, what ways does fate conspire to stop the Marker Hand Squad from being able to change things much? Could they do anything to feasibly stop Bakra's bullshit in the present, a la entrusting a letter to the archaeological post office Back to the Future 2 style? <laughs> <laughs> what if, like, I just love the idea of the museum curator walking in as, like, immediately Abe Simpsoning out? Well, Again, the, his, the, his the, curator is Bakura's dad. The museum right, yeah, yeah, curator true. walks in and, like, regurgitates uh, a letter from his stomach, which has been there since, you know... 2000 BC and inserts it into his body and then it changes everything. It's fine. I, when you said letter, I thought you meant like a giant com- comedic Sesame Street letter, like in you like the, the tarot card. Hands it to the like like the we- like the Ouija board <laughs> magic cards. Dear dear Bakura Kun's dad, your son will be possessed. Don't buy the ring. Goodbye. Take this L. <laughs> By the time you read this, I'll be dead. Here's how I think it will happen. <laughs> So first the ring is going to possess me, and then it's going to possess Honda, and then Honda's going to take it over to Mokuba's unconscious body, and it's going to possess Mokuba. Uh, oh my god. Much is said. Um, I think the next uh, actual question is from Jim, which says... No, read read, read, read the okay, next question, please. You do need you to. prefer post- or pre-tax advantage retirement saving funds in the current economic situation? Thank you. So that's from, um, that is from David, who is the host of, uh, with another friend of the show, uh, Jordan, um, of a podcast called Shun and Flop, which I was on uh, um, yes. this past yes. week. This is... I, I, I think what's most important is being able to actually add to yeah, your retirement is... fund in general. Like, having a good 401k, you know, through your company setup is nice, but a lot of people aren't really in those kind of opportunities this is nowadays. He- heavily implying I, I have enough money to actually be able to save it. Yeah, I, I like I'm reading this. Yeah. I'm like, can't relate. Retirement? <laughs> what? Who? I will never retire. I will die at my desk. Um, I will. Right. What's the next real question? Uh, it, uh, Jim, uh, host of Yu-Gi-Oh's Mortem, says, "Do you accept Yu-Gi-Oh's Mortem's apology?" No, I. I am not aware. The of The thing this. is, neither of us listen to each other's podcasts, so Jim will never hear this. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I will. I will tentatively accept Yu-Gi-Oh's Mortem's apology because they're the other Yu-Gi-Oh podcast that I do. I respect uh-huh. every Yu-Gi-Oh one. podcast as long as it's not like Couldn't by a shithead or something. As long as it's not someone who's using almost our own podcast name as their Twitter. You know what I respect? It's fine. Other people can have a podcast. I, I Listen, I'm on the Sonic Shuffle and two of both of my co-hosts are on their own separate Hunter x Hunter shows. That rules, actually. <laughs> yeah, but are those called the Hunter Shuffle? No, I'm kidding, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, since we talked a lot about Tony Hawk this episode and how cool he is, I just want to give a shout out to Yu-Gi-Oh's Mortem's respect for the man of Tony Hawk. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. <laughs> um, Castle also asked a third question is, does it count as grave robbing if it's your own grave? Absolutely not. No. Nope. It's free rain, yeah. baby. It's free. No yeah. rules, just it's right. Real, it's free real estate. It's free corpse it's free, free real estate. Um, and Zed asks, how long does it have to be for grave robbing to become archaeology? 
Okay, so one of my best friends, Aaron, um, he he was an archaeologist. Like he studied archaeology in school, and this is like an eternal debate in that sort of community where like they do not appreciate you bringing that up to them. Yep. Because they're it's, it's like absolutely like a super. No, I mean I mean I'm yeah. like speaking not speaking for them, but like speaking of what I know about yeah. it. It's just like a very fine line, and like any archaeologist worth their salt is not going to like engage in any kind of grave robbing, and they're going to do all of that through like the absolute proper channels, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Not to be like this is how. Not to be like here's gonna I'm gonna really answer the question, but like. Yeah, you know, people do their words. Listen, I also have a close friend who's an archaeologist, and we have spoken on this, and she's been like, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." "Yep, see, they don't want they don't want to talk about it. It, It's like, it's like, um, I don't know. It's 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 a a touchy subject. I feel like again, I don't I don't have any friends, and I have not spoken to any archaeologists. But (laughs) damn, sorry, you don't have any friends. (laughs) Andre, there's five of us right here. Sorry, I do not have any friends who are archaeologists, but thank you, thank yeah. you for reading me for Felth Max. Uh, um, uh, but you know, my assumption in, in like modern discourse, obviously, when uh, the field of archaeology was discovered, it was sort of like, "Hey, we got here. This is ours now. Whatever." Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it from from my understanding of like modern day standards, it is less about the amount of time. Um, and more about the level of consent. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, do also, you have it, consent from the people you are studying? Yeah. It also seems yeah. to be like, did you know there was a grave here? Because if you did, right. if you did right. know there was a grave there, and you dig it up, and that's kind of grave robbing. But if you didn't know there yeah. was a grave there, and you just like find a skeleton, then that's archaeology. Because I keep um like the thing about Edinburgh <laughs> is that building anything takes ages because they keep finding skeletons and they have to stop the like construction works to be like yeah. right, what's the skeleton because there's just so many skeletons unburied under Edinburgh that's incredible it's really funny. skeleton city they call it goth city goth city USA uh-huh. All right. uh Stephen Stephen more cooler Ellen asks us what kinds of traps and other shenanigans would you have protect your grave I minion statues uh I would have I would have some sort of game where you have to, like, something along the lines of, if you enter this, t- just a big sign that says, if you enter this tomb, you're gay, and <laughs> that way only gay people can go inside, and then it's okay because they're gay. <laughs> That's really good, Dan. That's really, really good. I wish my, my really answer good. was anywhere near that good. Uh, I... I would want to have um, traps that were um, proportionate to the life I led, so I think it would just be pocket sand. <laughs> How does that work in a tomb? I don't know. I'm not the one designing it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. An ancient, an, an ancient Gollum Dale Gribble guards your tomb. <laughs> yeah, it's not my problem. You've got Legends of the Hidden you... Temple Temple Guards just armed with pocket sand. A euphoric, oh God, so a euphoric Dale Griffin's uh, Griffin's, uh skeleton. <laughs> uh, I don't. I just. What do you I got? Can't what do you got, Sarah? With an answer as good as Dan's, so I'm going to move on to the next question, which is: regardless of whether or not he's brainwashed, should they have just sacrificed Tristan for the greater good? Yes. Ideally, they should never have been hanging out with him in the first place. They even should back have in sacrificed well, him. He was, he was fine in season for Miho. Zero. What if Miho was here instead? Huh. Yeah. If we had Miho instead of Tristan, like that's like oh my god, the, it's it's the meme where me. they so show good. 
where they show the alternate universe where it's a utopia. <laughs> Society if me yep, yep. defeated Yu-Gi-Oh instead of Honda. Yep, uh, see, yep, I'm actually it. going to disagree with all of you now because in this episode specifically, Honda's the only <laughs> only person with good opinions in the Yugi Tachi. Yep, yep. Okay, c- consider this, Audrey. If Miho was with him, Miho would like have like like open palm slam Bobasa into the pavement. <laughs> I mean, that's so probably true. But can you imagine if she if she'd actually seen Bobasa's horrible, horrible body? I would kind of like to see. I it, would though, like is the thing. I I mean, a nice body horror sometimes is good. I mean, I would like to counter this argument by noting that Tristan is Norded, so I think that means only Bakra has good opinions right now. But yeah. but I, Damn, I would go true. I would go with you, Dan, except that Steven specifically said, regardless of whether or not he's brainwashed. Oh. Hmm. Good point. The point we can all agree on is that Tristan slash Honda yeah. sucks. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And last, from Stephen Marshmallow, Cooler, Cooler Elevate in our Discord, if you could have the gag explore any other TV or movie mummy tube, which would you pick? Uh, literally, it would be the um, temple, Omex Temple from Legend of the Hidden Temple. Oh, damn. I want them, I want them to be tag teams on Legend of the Hidden Temple. Uh, I want, I want, like, the sandcastle from Bug Fables. I don't know. I don't specifically know very much about mummy temples, but I just think that what they should do is they should, uh, they, like we do, like the, the like the heist, the stealing heist part. Except instead of breaking into a mummy tomb, they're breaking into the British Museum and taking all the things. And then the rest of the series is they go into the tombs and they're putting everything back. Kind of a national treasure vibe, huh? Hmm. I've never seen national treasure. I would pick I would pick the Mummy Returns so I could see bad CGI Dwayne Johnson. Yes, there's a bad C- again. I've never seen. I need to what the look, look up the Mummy Returns. My Dwayne, I guess. My Rock, mu- my Johnson. Look 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 up look up Scorpion King. It is like maybe the most wait a second. CGI the Scorpion King was played by Dwayne Johnson. It was it was played by the Rock, the Dwayne jo- the Johnson. Yes. Shit, you're right. That's him. That's him. Yeah. That's him. I mean, not really. It's like a, a crude facsimile of him. But no, no, I'm pretty sure that Dwayne Johnson has scorpion leggies in real life. He also, he's just weirdly smooth. He is just so smooth. Sh- 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 shadows, shadows don't affect him the same way they affect everyone else. I mean, that's true in real life. Like, Shadow cannot touch him. He's pure of heart. I smell what he's cooking. Do you smell what we're cooking? We've yeah. been pot of greed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, to, 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 to put this one to bed, um... I've been Max. You can smell what I'm cooking at Maxi Bajillion <laughs> on Twitter. You can smell my other podcasts at Wow Cool Podcasts is a Gundam one, and at Slappers Only Pod is a music one. Go smell them. Mm. Uh, nice. I'm Audrey. Um, you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime, uh, which is my funny internet robot joke. Uh, you can also follow the Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr for the reticulation. That's T H E R E T I C U L A T I O N. Uh, which is a up-and-coming website I'm launching with a very good friend of mine uh, that will be centering and uh, highlighting, spotlighting LGBT voices in the arena of pop culture criticism. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. You can find my Twitter. You can find my art blog and my Kodash fee where I take commissions. 
You can find uh, at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. It was recently Labor Day, so today Labor Day is Labor Day Xbox. Um, I I am on three other podcasts. They are the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast, Strangers Fiction, an actual play podcast that I will be recording immediately after this w- recording is over. Uh, Yeet. And uh, Disney Minus, a Disney podcast I do with uh, Stephen Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also very recently appeared, well, I recently recorded an episode uh, where I, excuse me, guessed it on Lore Never Changes, a a Fallout lore discussion podcast. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So would you. Um, we talked about Fallout 76 and food in Fallout. And we made a lot of complaints, Max. Do not interact. (laughs) (laughs) I've never interacted in my life. And I have been Sarah. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Sarah Mook Costumes. I have another podcast called Never Believe It. You can find that if you go to narutohead.band. And together we have been Pot of Greed. Uh, did Did you do the plugs for this, Max, already? Nope, okay, nope, podofgreed.tumblr.com or at podofgreedcast on Twitter. Visit kaiba.online to have a good time. We have a Patreon. Um, I wasn't on last episode, so I don't know if you read out the names of our $5 and above patrons. We did, did of we? course. We, I did. We oh, did. yeah. Because we got one. Thank you very much. Service the Joy for giving $5 to us every month. They give us $5 so they get a cool new colour in the Discord and, and voting rights on our Patreon. But if you want to give a little bit less, save a little bit of money, only give $2 a month and above, you can get our bonus content. We've been delaying stuff on that last month because life has happened. Um, but we're probably going to release two things during September to make up for that. We've all got some plans Max to watch some movies um, and if you give us $10 a month we will send you physical products. I have a load of t-shirts in my workshop that I'm ready to paint Wait. kill designs on and send them out to our $10 and above Patreons. You just have to give to get the movies. The movies aren't going to be Patreon things are they? Oh I guess the commentary tracks will be. I'm talking about the idea that we have for watching Minions movie. Oh, oh shit, shit you're right. Oh jeez. Yeah it's going to happen. Vagina! Vagina! Um, bazooka! Um, oh, wait, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. I feel myself slipping away. My, my humanity is draining from me. Zinga! Um, I, 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 I set myself face down, turned to a median. Uh oh! It's happening again. I set myself uh, in front of my computer and I go to noisepace.xyz and I also go to fucking iTunes or some shit and leave this podcast a five star review. Goodbye. I place myself face down in my tomb that you can only enter if you're gay. <laughs> I activate my, my special effect and eat myself into a shadow Beach. portal. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>